0: Gary Darby and Gordon Ford. Brown fakes left, goes right himself, he's in the end zone, touchdown old Miss! Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it! Make your voice heard, be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end and takes it to the powder blue house 662-426-1093 and here it is we're underway in the sugar bowl and here's your host gary darby
1: Welcome to another Canon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. A lot has happened since we were in the studio two weeks ago. The Rebels beat Louisville 4324 last Monday and capped off the week with a 54-17 win over. Austin P., let me tell you about the show tonight, what we have in our rundown. Harry Harrison will come up at about 610. We'll talk with the analyst of the Omus Radio Network. After that, we'll answer some of your text messages. So you can do that at 662-426-1093. 662-426-1093. If you have questions for the show, hit us up there. And we'll also have Mark Cleary of the Canon Cleary McGraw joining us at 625. We'll take a break, get another guest in on the picture, Jimmy Hodge, co-host of the Sidelines Podcast, Monday through Saturday, 8, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll uh, discuss Ole Miss and Tulane with Jimmy. And then we have the Good, Bad, and Ugly at about 652. I don't know which one of us in this studio was good, bad, or ugly, but let's <laughs> go. Uh, first of all, it is uh, our man Yancy Porter.
2: What up, dude? Great, great. Uh, good to be here. Good to get the show off uh, on time uh-huh. this, this time. Uh-huh. Uh, old Miss, another big win. It
1: can't be better. Two and O, right? We get to yeah. we, we get to say two and O, and the third person here is our man Gordon Ford. Hi, G.
3: Hey, what's up, man? Ready yeah. to do this. I'll tell you what, it's some good games for Ole Miss. I mean, they got to play a lot of players against Austin P, which is good. Big win at Louisville. And, uh, you know, they're an ACC team, which they're not looking too good, the ACC. But, you know, I think right now they may be one of the better teams in that league. What do you think,
2: Yancey? I think the team's looking exactly how I thought they were going to look this season. I think the big thing was just seeing what the defense was going to do on the field. Really, to me, you know, I told everybody before the game, the most interesting part of the game to me was going to be how, in the second half, the third and fourth string defenders do. And uh, I thought they they did better than they did against Louisville. Well,
1: let's think about this. 24 points against Louisville, 17 against Austin Peay. You put those numbers on last year's team, right? You win two more. Three wow. more, yeah, absolutely. With the offense that you have, and and you've scored ninety seven points here in the first two games, and so the offense is still clicking. Matt Corral looks like he gets another award again this week for things. I mean, the offense, Ontario, Big John Drummond. I mean, he's catching everything thrown. I mean, as far as that is concerned, offensively things are great, and defensively. Yeah, there's work to be done, and I think you get maybe the best test. Who would have thought that Tulane, out of the first three, would be the best test? But I think defensively, Ole Miss has their hardest assignment coming up this week.
2: And let's not forget special teams. Right now, I believe the the true freshman here is four for four in field goals. So, uh, oh dear, you know, that's uh, oh dear. I'm not, I'm not putting the hex <laughs> on him, but uh, you know that's that is a breath of fresh air compared to what we saw the last four years.
3: And Tulane, they have a very good quarterback, Mike
2: Pratt, and uh,
3: their offense is very good. They played Oklahoma to what a seven point game. Right. It's very hot that day. And I think, what do they, they practice in. uh, at Tuscaloosa or somewhere for that game. they I know they weren't in New Orleans.
2: so. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, they've been at three straight balls under their head coach there, first time in program history. So, I mean, look, Tulane, they're well coached. You, you can see it on both sides of the ball in special teams. Uh, I think Ole Miss is going to be ready for this emotionally. I was worried about how much they were going to be emotional, you know, into the game after that Louisville game because you put so much time and energy for that opening game. And then playing an Austin P for the next game is set up for a letdown, but I, I thought they handled it well.
3: Also, Kiffin has said uh, in the, uh, the show afterwards that they only had one day to prepare for them. So, you know, they've had a lot of time to prepare for Tulane. I think you're right. I think I think going to beat them a little bit worse than people
2: think. I do too, just because I think that Tulane has their attention. I think they're going to be very focused.
1: Well, we were talking before coming in here to the studio, and I believe this to be true. You won the game 54-17 to on Saturday, but you looked at the face of the head coach, Lane Kiffin. He wasn't pleased with a lot of things. Said so today in his meeting with the media and has a lot of things to practice and a lot of things to focus on and get the attention of the team before they play. Tulane, not thinking about an off week, not thinking about playing Alabama. It's Truthfully, coach speak as it is, one thing at a time, one game at a time. He's got a lot to talk about and work with all week long.
2: Especially the, the penalties. I mean, you're looking at 26 penalties for 245 yards in the first two games. They have to clean that up.
3: You know, one of the things going into the season that people talked about was losing Elijah Moore and, and Kenny Yaboa, which are with the Jets now. My buddy works with the was worked with the Jets uh, during preseason. He told me Moore's just tearing it up. But, you know, your receivers, Braylon Sanders,
2: Drummond, Mingo, I mean, they've all picked up the slack in a big-time way. Great, great to see Mingo really come out of his shell, this game. Hopefully we saw that against Kentucky last year. He went back into his shell. That's going to be something to watch for against Tulane. So thanks
1: to those of you already who have texted in at 426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. We've got them from Ridgeland, from Little Rock, and from other places. We'll answer those a little bit later on in the program. Our good friend Harry Harrison of the Ole Miss Radio Network will join the show next. The Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline working on a Monday night. Kenner
3: hey, baby Motors is excited to be celebrating
4: 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Cannon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience
5: possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke
6: clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. Chevrolet,
1: find new roads. What does the farm mean to you?
0: you know she's
5: worth it. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors. Now your hosts, Yancey, Gary, and Gordon.
1: Still to go, we'll answer those text messages at about six twenty. And Mark Cleary from Canon Cleary McGraw will be on. Yancey will chat with him for a little bit. Jimmy Hodge comes on at the back end of the program, but now he is uh, the analyst on the Omis Radio Network and leads all radio analysts in targeting penalties nationwide. <laughs> His name is Harry Harrison, my friend. How you doing again, buddy?
6: Good, but you're exactly right. I wouldn't last very long in today's game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do miss those times with you uh, pounding and and knocking me around in the booth. Uh, I'll have to get back up there one time. I miss the bruises on the right arm.
6: Well, you got to come, man. I'm high-fiving after every score. And guess what? We've had a lot of scores so far in 2021.
2: Harry, just kind of give your observations to the first two games. Just just give us a synopsis of uh, what you've seen so far.
6: You know, I think going into the season, everybody was just expecting a great offense, and I don't think that's disappointed anybody. I mean, we were kind of questionable how we're going to replace the two receivers that we lost, the tight end, and obviously Elijah Moore, the uh, the all-world wide receiver, and I think we picked up right where we left off. Ontario Drummond played that slot position and done extremely well there, and of course, a much bigger body than Elijah Moore. Maybe not in quickness, but a much bigger body. So he makes up for what he, what he might lack there. But, the, you know, we just got too many weapons on the outside to get to. But I think the big question mark, and everybody that I talked to, and I kept saying that the defense was going to be better. Than, you know, of course, the stock answer was, well, it can't be any worse. Well, statistically, that was true. But, uh, yes, the defense has come to play. You know, Louisville and, and uh uh the team we played Saturday night, Austin P certainly not in the top echelon of SEC schools, but I liked what I saw. Uh, I think Sam Williams is off to a great start on that defensive front. So, I, you know, I can't help but believe this this team has not hit it in the right direction. And we'll know so a lot more after this coming Saturday because this Tulane Green Wave team will bring a high-scoring offense and a really uh, tough defense in here. So it's not going to be your pushover. Uh, let's score score 50 and get out of here. It's going to be a tough night.
3: Harry, Gordon Ford here. Uh, it seems like they played a lot of guys on defense the other night against Austin Peay. Actually, they did. And, you know, you saw a lot of young guys get some game time. And, you know, I think this is going to really help them towards the future. But what do you see, again, the defense against Tulane? You know, what do you know that what the Tulane is going to do? Well, Tulane's like most of the
6: spread offenses. They're going to try to get that back out of the backfield, run, run some wheel routes, get him down the sideline. They're going to run the ball. Everybody wants to establish the run because that run game makes your passing game so much better. You know, when you, when you're up, when those linebackers start cheating up Gordon and thinking, run, run, run. And that's a great way to throw it right over the top of them. But they've got weapons. Uh, they tight end is their leading receiver. Uh, he's uh, uh, Tyrick James. And then, then they have a really good wide receiver named Jatavis Tolles. And of course, all this starts with Michael Pratt, who is a, uh, Really fearless. I mean, he kind of reminds me of uh, of, of uh, Matt Corral in that he'll tuck and run. And if you if you happen to see that uh, Oklahoma game. He ran it one time, slid, got his helmet knocked off. The guy got ejected for targeting. But he's that kind of guy. He jumped up, went over, missed one play, and was right back in there. But this, this, these guys come, they play hard. This Coach Willie Fritz has got them playing at a, at a really high speed, the high end, and they know what they're doing. And, they're, and I, I think, you know, if there's, if there's a separation in this game, it's certainly going to be in the trenches, and that's what it was this past Saturday. And that's what I look for. You know, can we control the, the, the line of scrimmage both offensively and defensively come this Saturday?
1: Harry, I'm going to keep you on the defense for a little bit longer, and the thing that that I noticed in these two games, there's not one guy trying to make a tackle, not two guys, but we're bringing three or four hats at the guy with the football, And, and, and that might be a little different than some of the things we've seen in the past year or two.
6: Well, you know, what's that old cliche? Speed kills, right? And, yeah. uh, it still does. And so we, when you start this defensive, uh, front, you got three down linemen, you got two linebackers kind of in the box. And we expect those guys to really control that run between the, the tackles. But then we, then we got four safeties in this, in this setup, two corners and four safeties. And those four safeties, and we played probably five or six or seven of those different guys at positions. Uh, obviously our starting safety. Was out, uh, one of our starting safeties was out Saturday night. But but regardless, yes, Springer was out. And and those guys uh, can come up and, and, and stop the run on the outside, or they can cover slot receivers, or they can blitz. I mean, we've had several blitzes. Tyler Knight, number four, maybe one of my all-time great players. Uh, you know, undersized, can't play right. He's just a football player, and he makes things happen. Uh, but, you know, we've got uh, Otis Reese, and we've got all those different guys that come up and make those plays. And so this is what's different about this defense is that, you know, we're not playing with four linebackers and maybe four defensive linemen anymore. We're We're, we're, line, we're lining up to cover spread offenses, and everybody's in this tempo. Everybody's in the tempo and spread. And so uh, Saturday night, it was pretty hard to get anything colorful in in anything with David (laughs) Kellum because our offense and their defense were going so fast. I just sat back and watched the game, told David to keep rolling. It was was kind of hard (laughs) to get anything in. So, you know, sometimes it's frustrating, but uh, that's just the nature of what we're playing today.
2: Harry, you know, before the season, there was a lot of talk that Braylon Sanders was going to get maybe a Eighty, hundred catches, thousand, fifteen hundred 1,500 yards. He's right now at four catches for 59 yards. We were talking about a little bit at the press conference what was going on. Kind of explain to the listeners out there what's going on with Braylon and why he is not getting as many touches.
6: Well, and I think there's a lot of people recognize, if you saw Ole Miss at the end of last season when Braylon was fully healthy, he was our go-to guy. You know, he was the guy that you, you knew coming back in 2021 was going to be the go-to guy. So they're really they're really shading their safeties, especially if they're playing two high safeties. Answer: you know? so They're really shading those sh- safeties over because Braylon's playing an outside position. He's not in the slot. He's playing one of those outside positions. So they're really shading uh, a double coverage towards Braylon, which is opening up Mingo on the other side, and, and of course Dontariel Drummond. Uh, you know, the one thing that we haven't gotten involved a lot yet, and we will, uh, is the tight end. I, I'm sure between the all of them, they probably don't have three or four catches, but that, that will get better as time goes. But Braylon Sanders will eventually get those touches. I mean, you can't just turn loose uh, Dontario Drummond and Jonathan and Mingo forever you got to eventually you got to eventually try to double one of those guys and that's going to open up Braylon Sanders and I, you know we, we try to hit him deep we finally had to call a route Saturday night it was a crossing route and I'm sure somebody got picked in there but Braylon broke open going into the north end zone with a touchdown pass and that might have been his only catch the other night I think that it was but we'll we'll yeah. get him more involved but right now that's pretty much what's happening his defenses are shading his way and intending to run the safeties off to his way to double him up and it's a uh, That's opening up other lanes. And guess what? We got a guy named Matt Corral, number two, that can take advantage of all that.
3: You know, you look at Ole Miss this year, they have a slew of running backs here. I mean, you bring some third string guy in, well, actually, and he just runs all over Austin P. Snoop Connor's listed at 14. You know, Isaiah Woolard's a guy that played in the past, and I don't even think he got in the game. And, you know, you got Ely, Parrish, Bullock, and Connor and probably some more we didn't even thought about. I mean, I think the running back room is just just outstanding. You know,
6: you're right. And in years past, you'd say, hey, it takes a running back 20, 25 carries to kind of get in the groove. You know, back in the day when there was one and six two and weighed 215 to 230. Well, those days are over just because we spread things out. We want this quick back. I mean, Snoop comes in there at 220. But when these guys are only getting eight or nine carries a game each, then you're going to have fresh legs the entire game. I mean, uh, the young man we brought in uh, at the end of the end of the game the other night from, from down in Columbia, obviously, <laughs> he hadn't had a touch. And, and all of last year, maybe two carries in the bowl game. And then uh, he got uh, in and got some work in the fourth quarter the other night. But uh, he's kind of a combination of several of those guys. uh, uh you know, and I can't. Duntrell uh, uh, Bullock. Bullock. yes. And so... Uh, He's going to be a star in the future, and he is a star. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what we've done with uh, with with Jerry and Ely is is try to get him out in pass routes. I think he had three or four catches the other night, and that's what we're going to try to do. You know, you you use the word the words Reggie Bush back in the old Southern Cal days, where you get him out in space, and that's what we're trying to do right now to figure that out uh, with Jerry on. But, you know, when you need those tough, hard yards, uh, hey, you turn and give it to Snoop. You get on goal line, you turn and give it to Snoop because that 220 pounds will move some people. You know, and so Henry Parrish, he's a little combination of both. So it, this room is very, very talented, and it's very uh, uh, – we've got a lot of different options there, and, and each of them have a kind of a different skill set. So uh, it's good to, be, to have that problem. Unfortunately, it's only one football.
1: <laughs> That's right, Harry. Thanks for being with us and kickstarting this uh, show for us this Monday night. We'll talk to you next week.
6: Absolutely, look forward to it, guys.
1: Thanks. thanks. Thank you, Harry, Thank you Harry. Harry Harrison with us. To his point, too, and some other things, as we got like a minute or two left to go before we hit the break and get to the text messages. Going back to last season, Dontario Drummond seven straight games with a touchdown reception. He's third in FBS with three touchdowns this year, and up there in the yardage wise as well. Somebody eventually has to double team that guy.
2: Yards after the catch. That's the name of the game with him. Takes usually the third defender to get him down.
1: So we will see some of those other receivers soon. All right, next we'll answer some questions off Twitter. It's 426-1093. And we'll then hear from Mark Cleary coming up as well. We've got some good information to pass along in the next segment as we roll along with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi. Rebel Yell Hotline.
3: you can't break them open and they smell like ladies
7: lying in the sun oxford orthopedic and sports medicine board certified surgeons are specially trained for you and your family from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury leaders in orthopedic care Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org.
1: Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags
0: has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new interest off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking, or shop online at RebelRags.net.
7: Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell 'em, Molly.
2: Rebel Rags, anything,
7: everything, all miss. If you were exposed to Paraquat, you may be compensated. Farm workers, herbicide applicators, and other individuals with Parkinson's disease caused by Paraquat exposure may be entitled to settlement benefits and financial compensation. Farmers and agriculture workers who work directly with and around Paraquat are at the greatest risk of being exposed to Paraquat. Exposure is most likely to occur in the following ways. Mixing or loading Paraquat, spraying Paraquat, maintaining tanks and equipment used to spray Paraquat, spending time in fields where Paraquat was sprayed. Products that contain Paraquat as an active ingredient may be sold under many different brand names, such as Zone, Cyclone, Helmquat, and Parazone, to name a few. If you or a family member have been exposed to Paraquat and developed Parkinson's disease, please call the Law Office of Dan Mars for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. If you want to be part of the conversation
5: on the Rebel Yell Hotline, feel free to text in on the C Spire text line, 662-426-1093. 662-426-1093. Now more on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell
1: Hotline. Gary, Yancey, and Gordon hanging out with you in just a few minutes. We'll be talking with... Mark Cleary, but now we're going to answer a couple of text messages that you sent to us on that line, six six two four two six one zero nine three. Remember those along the way. Uh, the first question that we need to get to is from Eddie in Hattiesburg, and he wanted to know about the crowd this week against Austin P. What did we think?
2: I thought it was unbelievable. I mean, you look at the crowds around the country, especially I don't want to use Mississippi State as a measuring stick, but their first game I think they announced it about, 40-something thousand, but there were probably about 25,000 actually there in the stands. I thought there was a little bit more than what they announced. I thought it was a great crowd. best student session I've seen in years, I was – I mean i will give it a ten.
1: We host a, a pregame show before the pregame show and for two hours I was out there from two thirty to four thirty in the Grove and you would have thought it was an SEC weekend. Yep. Yeah. They, they, it was packed. It was people packed. The there, Grove right? was really the packed. The Grove
3: was packed. We have a ten out there and there were
1: tons of people coming. So, so you know. Kudos to the people that showed up. We need the full stadium
2: on Saturday. And I think you'll see that. I really do. I think everybody just wants to see one time in the stadium, is the Boogie Bear going to be out there? They found out it's not. It's yeah. time to play some football.
1: All right, injury news. Somebody wants to know that.
2: Yeah, you know, Springer, um, he did not play. Uh, Lane has not announced if he's going to play in this game or not. He had a shoulder issue in the preseason. And then Casey Kelly, you know, we were talking about the tight end there. That's a big, uh you know, they're, they, they miss him. Um, The explosiveness is not quite there of what you had last year with Casey. I think they're still bringing around slowly from that knee injury. That he suffered in a skiing accident, of all things, after the <laughs> bowl game last year. He was snowboarding. Do not snowboard Ole Miss football players. <laughs> uh, so I think other than that, I think they're good to go. I think they're pretty healthy. And that was one of the positives, I thought, through a game like Austin awesome. Peay's, keeping everybody healthy.
1: Sure. And the last one we'll answer, and then we'll bring Mark onto the program, uh, and and that is Matt Corral for Heisman, as we have that one coming in from Chet and Jackson. And I'm sure the the question would be answered by Lane Kiffin or the Ole Miss Twitter site as rat poison.
2: <laughs> but he's off of social media now because of it. He <laughs> doesn't want to hear. But I'm in all honesty, I'll be surprised if he's not in New York. I really will. I'm, I'll keep it simple. I think he'll be there. You know, as one of the finalists when it all comes down to it. Penny he doesn't get hurt or Ole Miss doesn't take a nosedive, I I think he's he's headed in that direction. And, but I thought this the whole preseason as well. This does not surprise me.
1: Well, it's it's been leading into it, and everybody's talking about him. All the national, quote, experts are talking about him all over the place, so there's no doubt about it. My friends, each and every week around this time, we'll hit the text message line. At 662 426 1093. In fact, if you have something else, maybe at the end of the program, we might could uh, sneak in another one. So if you do have something, you can get to us at 662 426 1093. And now let's see if we can't go to the phone lines and bring in Mark Cleary from Canon Cleary McGraw. Mark, you with us? Hey,
2: guys. How are you? Doing, doing well. Doing great. Mark, just kinda kind of introduce yourself and the company uh i'll I'll kind of say a little bit first of all uh Mark is a guy that uh he's a hustler he's this guy he works his tail off he asks for day one if anybody knows anything about the real estate market in this area, it is this group of uh guys over here, and I would like to introduce mark how are you? Just kind of introduce yourself.
8: Yeah, man. We're fired up, Yancy. How could you not be after that Rebel first couple games, man? I feel like the fan base is united. Um, I think Oxford is on fire right now. It is fun to be back in Oxford football season, man. It's something that everybody has missed, and I think it has been very well received. And before I talk about me, I want to tell you guys thank you for continuing the legacy, man. Super talk. You know, I think we got over 300,000 people listening right now, and You know, you guys really put on a fantastic show. It's fun to be a part of, man. I think everybody appreciates all the inside scoop that you guys deliver every week. And, man, just want to say thank you from Cannon, Cleary, McGraw. And, you know, let's let's talk some football and some real estate.
2: No, thank you. It makes a big difference, you know, that old saying when everybody's pulling on the same rope, as you mentioned earlier, all the fan base is united, everybody's pulling on the same rope. It makes a big difference. I mean, you can just feel the energy, I feel it here, just at this radio station, so it makes a huge difference.
8: Man, how about that intro? Man, I want to give some old Miss Rebels some props, too, man, with those three Blackhawks coming in, 9-11, showing support <laughs> to all the families. Never forget, man, we had the American flags flying high. I mean, I'm telling you, it was the most – I think everybody when those Blackhawks came in, man. You know, that, that opposing team, they had to be intimidated. That's hard to play against, something like
1: that. I, I heard you could actually feel the wind from the helicopters there in the stadium as they were going by. I didn't yeah, I, was I was awesome, man from the I didn't get a chance to get over there in time for that so, so I, I saw the it.
2: Twitter and they were literally hanging yeah just sitting there casually nothing holding them back from falling out of the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> you'd had know, anybody that knows me about flying I would have been nowhere near that open door but uh the, they got bravery that's for sure man it was just
8: great to see you know everybody coming together 911 what a special game man and I feel like everybody's aboard the lane train. He's done a fantastic job. We know he's going to score points. But, man, who would have thought that defense would come out like a stone wall that they've been the last couple weeks. I think we got a a really good season ahead of us, man. We're super excited. And, you know, to play off of that, man, the real estate market, like it is most across the country right now, it is absolutely white hot. You know, money is cheap. Interest rates are low. And it's because of Rebel Nation and all these fans listening that, you know, we're able to wake up every morning excited to go to work, you know, get you guys a game day condo for your, your son or your daughter in the sorority, get them a, you know, a little townhouse for the, them and their roommates, and get you guys a retreat to come watch the Rebels play, and then you got Kermit with hoops, man, and then baseball. I mean, I feel like the three-headed monster is a real and alive right
2: now in Oxford. It is. Kind of tell the, the listeners out there how to get in contact with y'all.
8: Yeah, man, absolutely. We're hard to miss, man. We try to be everywhere, everywhere Rebel Nation is. We want to position ourselves to partner with Rebel Nation. You know, we feel honored to be a part of the Ole Miss family. You know, without the Ole Miss family, you know, we don't have a business. So, you know, we we take that very personal and very serious. And we're here to serve our customers. You know, I want to tell you about a couple quick developments that we're rocking and rolling that are really fantastic. Weekend retreats. Now, hit on three real quick, just three different niches of the market. We've got Stillwater. The website is stillwateroxford.com. It is fantastic. It's a great three-bed, three and a half bath, little townhomes, you know, primarily student-oriented, but also have about 20, 30% weekend warriors. That's Stillwater. Those are in the two in the high 200. Then for all you country club guys that are looking for a little bit quieter environment, we've got FairmontOxford.com. That's on the number two fairway at the country club of Oxford. Elevator access, balconies overlooking the fairway, and then for you guys that want to be in the mix downtown on the square, I've got two more. Uh, All right, condos Mark, we're gonna have to
1: this. gonna have to cut it short there as we head out. We'll try and catch back up with Mark at a later.
7: A new season is the perfect time to change up your look. And luckily, 21 Days of Beauty is happening now at Ulta Beauty. Snag daily beauty steals of 50% off the must-haves from brands like It Cosmetics and Benefit. And discover new Gotta Have It launches from brands like Jacqueline Cosmetics and Tula. Experience the thrill of finding new faves during beauty's biggest event. But hurry, this event ends September 18th. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
5: Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline. The Rebel Yell Hotline with Yancey, Gary, and Gordon. Now, more of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
7: Gary and
1: Yancy Porter and Gordon Ford back with you still to come. we got the good, bad, and ugly. And some final thoughts before we hit the 7 o'clock bell and we get this done. But now it is Jimmy Hodge, co-host of the Sidelines Podcast. That's Monday through Saturday, 8 to 10. Go look him up. Jimmy, Gary Darby here. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate that. We've got, you know, three of us are going to fireball you some questions here for a few minutes. We'll let uh, We'll let Gordon take off first.
3: All right, Jimmy. Two lanes coming in. They gave Oklahoma all they wanted. You've had a chance to see them. You've had a chance to see the Ole Miss Rebels. What do you think about this game? And you were right last week. So you know, I'm a. It was side right on the first week too. Yeah, I know. I'm a sidelines guy. So is Yancey here. We're all you know up here on sidelines many times. So. Well,
4: I think uh, two lanes going to give the Ole Miss defense a good test. Uh, you know. Against Oklahoma, they were up 14-7 at the uh, uh, end of the first quarter, and then Oklahoma rolled up 31 in a row. They were up 37-14 to 14 at halftime. Uh, most teams would have just folded the 10 at that point, but Tulane... Uh, man, they just kept plugging away. They outscored uh, Oklahoma in the second half, uh, 21-3. The Sooners had to hold on for a 40-35 to win. And what was even more impressive about Tulane's performance was that because of Hurricane Ida, Tulane had to move their practice operations to Tuscaloosa. They spent the week uh, practicing at the Alabama facility. And also, the game was originally supposed to be played in New Orleans. Instead, they play in Norman. And Tulane overcomes all those obstacles. And uh, they just put on a tremendous performance in Norman. And uh, they're a team that's dangerous. They have a really good offense. Defensively, you know, they're... uh, um, they're going to have a real challenge against Ole Miss because they lost three of their, uh, their three top, uh, tacklers last year. They only have six returning starters on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, uh Ole Miss, I, I really think is going to be able to do uh, pretty much what they want to, but still though, it's going to be a really good test for Ole Miss because they are going to be going up Uh, against easily the best offense they've faced so far. And, um, you know, it'll be, I think, a good test for them uh, before they get that week off and uh, uh, two weeks to get ready for Alabama.
1: Jimmy, this is Gary again. I want you to kind of expand on that because I've been to Norman, Oklahoma. I know what that is like to to see a football game and to watch the Sooners. And so for the Ole Miss faithful that are listening who are like, yeah, but Oklahoma kind of shut it down. And Oklahoma really wasn't still full gas pedal down. You made the point. I mean, Tulane could have packed it in. They, they could have let it go. They didn't. And so, I mean, you still have to have your radar on Tulane. I mean, the Ole Miss fans, we, we can't overlook the green wave, correct?
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you certainly can't come in flat and, and turn the ball over. And uh, lose your focus, but I just don't seem to have any reason to, to think that um, Ole Miss is going to do that because, again, they know they have an open week before Alabama, uh, and I know some of the Ole Miss fans were a little concerned about the laps their Ole Miss had offensively after that first touchdown, but You know, you have to remember, too, Ole Miss was coming off a short week. You know, they played on Monday night against a a Louisville team that, yeah, they I mean, they lost some personnel and so forth. But still, though, it was impressive how uh, Ole Miss dominated the game on both sides of the ball. And with a short week, they're playing an Austin Peay team. They know they're supposed to handle easily. And, uh, you know, they're – they're like a lot of eighteen to twenty-two year old youngsters. You know, they um, they were told about how great they were all week, and uh, you know they weren't quite uh, at their peak like they would against an be against an SEC opponent. And uh, you know, you, you you get some of the lapses that's going to happen with any team.
2: Jimmy, uh, talk about their offense. We we know this is going to come down to their offense. Uh, Tulane's offense against Ole Miss's defense. They lose Coach Hall down there. He took the job down there. Their offense coordinator to Southern Mississippi. What what style of offense are they running? Well, Willie Fritz has um,
4: always. Favored running an option offense, but he has he's kind of mixed it up. He's brought in uh, uh, Chip Long, who was the former offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and they have a, a a quarterback who really runs it very well, Michael Pratt. He came in last year and was just supposed to be a. Uh, a backup and, and was only expected kind of to learn the offense, but they, uh, due to injuries, he was forced into duty and had a solid, uh, a freshman year. And then he's, uh, he's really played well so far in these first two games. Uh, uh last year he uh, threw 20 touchdown passes, eight interceptions so far this year, uh, five, five touchdown passes, no interceptions, 61% of his passes passes uh, completion percentage and uh you know he's he's been really solid and uh, they they mixed the uh mi- mixed uh the passing and the running game really well uh, they got a, a a really nice running back in Tajay uh spears and as I mentioned with that passing game, deuce watts uh one of two twin brothers on the uh um, Tulane roster is a uh, preseason All-American Athletics uh, Conference pick. So they have some weapons on offense, and also they have a a couple of really good players on the offensive line. So uh, Ole Miss is really going to have to be focused. Uh, and, and also, though, when you think about anybody that plays Ole Miss now, you have to consider the fact that if you're going to beat Ole Miss, you're going to have to score – uh, forty or so, and uh, and I think in addition to the fact that uh, Ole Miss over the first two games, it's obvious they're significantly better than last year, but it puts a lot less pressure on your defense if you know you've got a really good chance to win the game if if you just hold an opponent to thirty-five points or less.
2: We have Jimmy Hodge here out of Chicago, one of the most knowledgeable college football. At uh, Spurs, you'll be around on anywhere, uh, Jimmy. You know when you look at Ole Miss, you you broke down the first game better than I did, in predicting the score. I thought Ole Miss would have a little bit more problem than they did with Louisville, but you did not. You were right. Um, you were on the money with a lot of the key issues. What uh, you you had this team, the, the, the heartbeat of this team, down pretty well. But what is the biggest surprise to you about Ole Miss through two games? Well, again, uh, their defense. I
4: mean, like uh, any other team, they're they're going to make some mistakes and uh, miss some tackles. But what I've seen out of this team are, are players that are just flying all over the field, and uh, I, I, I think uh, uh, a really big difference too is that they. They don't seem to be confused, you know, in in their alignment stuff. When the other team, you know, they'll, they'll put a guy in motion and you don't have six guys pointing at each other, wondering who's going to have him and so forth uh they they, they just seem much more organized and I think a big reason for that is uh Otis Reese he's the guy that seems to be the quarterback of that defense he has everybody seemingly to me in the right position uh they don't seem confused you really hadn't seen many uh busted coverages or or again just players out of position and uh they just seem a lot more confident. They're really, really athletic and, uh, they're much better tacklers than what I saw last year.
1: Mm mm-hmm. Jimmy, I'm going to get you back on the offensive side and get you since you follow the, the entirety of college football on something that a listener asked us about with Matt Corral. And I just want to get your thoughts on him nationally, where he fits in in the picture of the best players, whether we're talking about Heisman Trophy or whatever. Give us some thoughts on Matt from the national perspective.
4: Well, if he just keeps playing the way he did the first two games, I mean, I think he could very well be the guy to beat uh for the Heisman trophy because it, it just seems like he has matured so much more as a player. You know, um he he doesn't seem to rush anything. If he's uh, maybe uncertain a little bit after the ball snapped, he sees uh uh, uh uh, a coverage that really he he knows he shouldn't try to thread the needle against and he he's just much more composed and uh, he and again you have to realize last year was his first year in the lane kiffin offense and uh, even though you know he was tailor-made for it it was still his first really full season as a starter and uh You know, he had, of course, those two games everybody remembers against Arkansas and LSU, but he just seemed so much more relaxed and in total control of the offense. And again, to me, it just shows his maturation as a player. And to me, I mean, I just think the sky's the limit for him
3: i tell you what, Jimmy, you look at Ole Miss. I mean, you're right. They've improved tremendously on defense. And one of the things is, I mean, they have, as we mentioned this earlier in the show, a slew of running backs. And, you know, people thought that they would have a drop-off without Elijah Moore. Their receivers have just picked up and and done, you know, just a remarkable job so far. Braylon Sanders, Drummond, and Minga.
4: Oh, man, that's a threesome that can go with anybody. I mean, uh, uh, again... They offensively, when you have a scheme, you know that it's going to work. If you have the players to execute it, it makes all the difference in the world. And, again, I don't know that I've seen a, a, a quarterback that fits better into an offensive system uh, than Matt Corral does into the uh, Lane Kiffin scheme since probably Tim Tebow at Florida with uh, Dan Mullen uh he he's just I, I mean this offense is just uh man they're they're just look like they're in mid-season form and you know Ely. And, and i a, i want to ask you guys quickly uh you know uh lane has uh you know listed uh Snoop Connor down <laughs> in the depth chart a little bit and uh man he's been outstanding so far is is that just kind of a uh, uh lane's message uh to Snoop that hey I know what you can do, but I want to let you know that uh, we're expecting a lot out of you, and I think probably is is that a message too that we want you going uh, full speed every day in practice, also.
2: You know, Jimmy, that's a great question, and and Snoop is uh, he's a team player first. I mean, let's let's be honest; he's the guy that could have transferred out, and probably started for ninety five percent of the teams out in the in the country right now. He's an NFL pick, I believe, in my eyes. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a lack of hustle or not giving it all every day at practice. I just think that he sees Ely and Parrish a little bit ahead of Snoop. But I mean, let's be honest here in the games, I mean Snoop's the guy.
4: Well, no doubt about it. And how many guys have we all seen? It doesn't matter what program it is, there's certain guys that they're always great in practice, but when they turn the lights on and put the uniforms on, they just don't seem to get it done, whereas you have certain guys that in practice, you know they, um, you know they do everything they have to do. But man, when uh, when it's game time, they're a different person. And Snoop seems to be one of those guys. And and I also wanted to ask you guys. Uh, I noticed in that first game that uh, you know Plumley wasn't used much at all. And I know uh, you know I noticed that he got a little more action on. Uh, uh uh saturday and uh do you, obviously i get, i think you guys have to expect his role to be increased more and more as the season goes along because the uh, athleticism the speed and just the sheer uh, talent is uh it's undeniable really
2: yeah, I think, Jimmy, one of, the, one of the things that factored in that is just uh, two things, really. He he got nicked up. He had a hamstring issue, and he missed some practice. And, you know, it's brand new playing the slot. And the second thing is a guy named Terry Drummond. You know, he's playing yeah. at such a high level, it's just hard yeah. for him to get snot snaps over him right now. But I do think as the season continues to carry on that you're going to see his role increase big time and that's why they put him in at quarterback they just want to get the ball in his hands get him some touches get you know get lathered up so to speak and, and get a feel for the game and I, I do think you're going to see his role drastically uh, increase as we go through the season and one last question for you Jimmy I mean you know the 5,000 pound elephant in the room literally is you know is the crimson tide we, we've talked about Tulane um, you know let's don't get ahead of ourselves but we have to a little bit we might not talk to you before the Alabama game. You know, everybody is going to be focused on that game in a couple weeks. What are you going to look for in this game to see if Ole Miss can handle Alabama coming up?
4: Well, uh, the defense obviously is really going to be tested in this game. And, uh, uh, again, I think they're – Really going to be at peak level to play this game. I, I think uh, the job Lane did last year getting this team, especially offensively, ready to play Alabama. Without an open date after that victory at Kentucky, uh, was it, it was just uh, impressive to watch their offense. I mean, they were virtually unstoppable. And, uh, you know, Alabama just had to answer with a touchdown every time they got the ball, which they were able to do. But I can guarantee, with two weeks to prepare for Alabama, Alabama, uh, you're not going to see the kitchen sink thrown at that Alabama defense. You're going to see all the furniture in the house empty. <laughs> uh, 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 it's going to be an offensive showcase. And also, you, you got to look at, at at some factors in regard to Alabama's defense in that although they are also significantly better than last year, they will not have seen an offense like Ole missus. <laughs> And they probably won't see it again all year. Although, uh, you know, some people are saying that Florida could give them a run. And, and honestly, I think if maybe Anthony Richardson were, this were the seventh or eighth game of the year, he could really pose a problem because he's got a really high ceiling. But, uh, you know, he's only played a couple of games up to this point. And I don't think Emory Jones is, is going to beat them. But, uh, but again, um uh, that Alabama defense is going to be tested. You also have to remember, uh, you don't know the status of uh, of Will Anderson, who's Alabama's best player on the defensive side, and that's a high bar. Uh, although the injury isn't as serious as they thought, uh, I don't know if they're going to take a chance against Florida. I'm guessing he'll be ready against Ole Miss, but my point is one thing none of us can ever predict, and that's injuries. Who's going to get injured at what position, which player is injured, and how long that player is out. You can make all the great analysis you want to, what a game looks like on paper, but, man, once an uh, an injury happens, you have to make adjustments on the fly. Look at Alabama. They lost Chris Allen. Uh, one, of, one of their starting linebackers, which I think was the best linebacker in corn in college football for the season, against Miami, they dodged a bullet on a tackle that Henry Toa Toa
1: made. Jimmy, Jimmy, corner. we have we have to go, buddy. I thank you for being on the program today. We'll catch up with you in the weeks to come. Okay. Thank you, Jimmy. We look forward, forward to having you back on. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's coming up next with Rebel Yell Hotline. A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering store wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney. Attorney Joe Cordell. New school, new job, new home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has guided men through the challenges of divorce. You're not alone. Call Cordell & Cordell.
5: Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell. Licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Hotline presented by Canon Motors coming up next.
1: Indeed, our last few minutes to talk with you, Gary Yancey and Gordon in the building. Time for the good, the bad, and the ugly for Mr. Yancey Porter.
2: Well, we're going to start off with the good here. Um, you know, the first week, I kind of criticized our fans a little bit about the season ticket sales, but man, did they show up in full force for that game against Austin P 48,000. I thought they're a little bit more. The student session was unbelievable. They stayed all the way through the half, even stayed a little bit for the second half. I just thought it was an excellent showing by the old Miss fans. And I expect even a bigger crowd and a rowdier crowd to come this Saturday. The bad. I thought the offensive line, you know, that has been, you know, the what you kind of lean on this year. I thought they allowed way too much pressure to Austin P. You know, what is that going to happen down the road against the likes of Alabama that we just talked about and Texas A&M. You know, those, those defensive lines are, are big, bad, and ugly. I think they're going to get better. The center, the starting center for Ole Miss did not play in that game kind of threw a wrench in in the plans there, put some people out of position. But, uh, you know, that offensive line has got to get better. The ugly, we're going to do a couple of little uglies. Uh, The sound system at the vault has got to get fixed. I know that Keith said that they're going to have a $400 million fundraiser. They're going to tear down the home side, start it back over. Let's tear down that sound system. It sounds like a broken Uh, Radio clock in your bedroom (laughs) It's uh, got no bass Uh, You can't hear it in the end zones It's spotty, it comes out of Concession stands, I'm, look, that's been a problem all over the country. Old Miss fans, I've been reading about it on the message boards. Everybody is having a hard time employing people right now. And then, lastly, on the ugly, the penalties. You know, we saw the first game, 14 penalties for 125 yards. The second game, we had 12 penalties for 130 yards. I know Lane. Uh, is going to be addressing that this week. But the good news is that it's not just one little area, you know, like we saw targeted in week one this past week. We had some PIs that I thought were very questionable. So I think those penalties are a little bit fluffed up. That's the good, bad, and ugly by the big Delta Power Sports. All right.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, before we, we thank our people of, of joining us on the show, we, we brought up several times – you know, the running game for Ole Miss, right? And, and and who's first, second, third, fourth on on a depth chart, right? And when you look at what happened against Austin P, they ran for two sixty two. They ran for two sixty two, right? Fifty five of that um, was on app, right? When, when we're looking at this, I mean, um, you know, you have Parish. Uh, or actually, they've run for two sixty-two, right? Yep. For the for the two games, yeah. Um, One hundred and eleven by Henry Parish. One sixteen by uh, Mac Round. Now, when you get into the net, it drops down a little bit. Jerry Ely's eighty-five. Snoop Connor's eighty-three. Plumley's at sixty-four. Bullock's at fifty-two. I mean, you've got. I mean, you're just throwing different guys, and I don't know. You know, you we've watched enough football to know the fresh legs at the end of the game is going to win the game, and so you know you you may be running snoop at some point early and then henry at some point late and you got jerryon doing everything he's doing and you go with a fresh leg you know and 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 that's problem for opponents defensively especially when you know you know you're throwing it everywhere too i mean lane mentions it i mean it gets lost in the statistics no miss was one of the best rushing attacks last year in the southeastern conference
2: one of three teams in FPS is averaging uh, more than 40 yards a carry they got three players that are averaging more so four players excuse me uh that tells you about the depth you know when you have four guys that are averaging more than 40 yards a carry i mean a, a game, game. Yeah. yeah per game
3: one last thing i need to say we want to thank rob brown of sidelines.live for getting jimmy on for us and uh you can uh, listen to him during the week at www.sidelines.live, and we do a lot of shows with Rob, and we need to throw his name out there and show him the love.
2: Yeah, and for our sponsors there, we had Mark uh, on a little bit earlier. If you need to get in contact with them at the Cannon uh, Cleary uh, McGraw Real Estate at 662-371-1000. And, of course, Harry
1: Harrison kick-started things off from the omas Radio Network. Great job. So, guys, all right, here it is. We got two, three minutes left to go to discuss our thoughts on Ole Miss Tulane and break it down just a little bit. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what we think. I mean, Ole Miss is going to, against most defenses, they're going to be in the thirties, right? They're going to be in the forties a lot. Uh, but in watching Tulane, and I caught a lot of that second half just for this purpose, because, you know, knew we'd be talking about them here in week three. Um, I was impressed with those guys. I mean, they, they took it to Oklahoma there at the end, whether they, they were down whatever they were you know they could have as i said earlier packed it in given up taken the loss talked about all the circumstances oh it was really tough we thought we had a home game we ended up in norman we hadn't been home not going to be home and have a home game until september 25th they didn't do that willie fritz has got a really good
2: team with a lot of mississippi kids coming Mm -hmm. up to oxford too they do i think I I just think that Old Miss is gonna be very focused sure. for this game. I think that the Austin P game again when you put that much time and energy as they did in that season opener against Louisville, it was, you know, due for a letdown. But I didn't think they've really played for a letdown. Was the energy there like Louisville? Of course it wasn't, but it was there. But this week I, I look forward to be at a fever pitch. And I think Old Miss is gonna win and I think they're gonna win pretty big. I think they're gonna cover. I'm gonna stick with my prediction at fifty five to thirty one. 55, 31? I don't know
3: about 55 to 31. I think it's more like 48 to
2: 34. 48 to 34? Yeah. So they don't cover. It's 14 and a half? No, they need to cover. 51. How about that? i got to have them covering for you. A lot of hard-earned money from good rebels out there. I think, too, but I think it's, it's something
1: along the lines of 45 to 28. I think it... They cover there, don't they? they? Cover there, okay. right? Just barely at forty-five twenty-eight. That's seventeen. I've got, I've got the cover because I think, I think, you know, uh, again, you know, there's going to be something weird that happens, and it's, it's going to be right. Look, Vegas pays the electric bills for a reason, right? right yeah. They know what the numbers are. They know what they're supposed to be like, and I think that's pretty well spot on and going to be, you know, one of those either, you know, those dreaded backdoor covers for somebody or, or, or whatever. Hey, another you know, good show, boys.
2: Thank you, man. A great show. Enjoyed it. I look forward to next week already. I still think old Miss is going to be in the 50s. I'll be shocked that they're not. I mean, I had 45. We talked you, you We talked you. Yeah, I got you in the 51. We yeah. talked
1: you in the 51 <laughs> along the He way. was giving
2: me the
3: evil lie, so I you know, I had to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all of you texted in as well. Remember, 662-426-1093 to all of our guests. to Rhino back in the studio for getting us on and putting us through for Angie Porter and Gordon Ford, I'm Gary Darby, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Talk to you next Monday. Hadi tadi,
3: hadi chani.